Hello and welcome to the French End podcast. Uh, it's been, it feels like ages since the last one um, because I don't know if everyone got the message, but there was a postponed game. Was there? Um, yeah. Was there, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Simon, hello, you're here. Hello. And Paul, you're here. Hello. Uh, and I'm Liam, uh, Councillor Fr- uh, Webster. I nearly went first name. <laughs> though. Uh, Fraser's busy doing, I, I guess, councillor stuff. Counselling, all of that. Right, not counselling. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so going back to the last pod, uh, we played against Hayes and Yedding. Um, the score doesn't look as comfortable as the game was. Um, anyone who didn't get a ticket, I'm sure, tuned in and watched on TV. The first half, incredibly solid. Um, could have been 7 or 8 nil. Uh, beginning of the second half, they started out sort of fairly strong, but we saw out the game. And uh, and yeah, it was just a a fairly a fairly sort of solid win. Um, I don't think Taylor's goal was offside, but when you go through, I suppose that doesn't really come into it. You don't really discuss it after that. Um, any thoughts on that game other than a a, a good time to go through <coughs> in the cup? It was a good route. It was a routine win, wasn't it? Really, mm. it, you know, against opposition that could have been tricky. You know. We look at the number of teams in and around us who are playing tonight in replays. You know, that's an extra game that we're obviously not having to play. Rest players, get players back and fit. So, yeah, no, it was. It, I don't, I th- we were always in control. My, my dad watched the game. Um, he doesn't get to many games, watches on TV when we're on TV. And, and he just sort of said, well, we were totally in control from start to finish. And I think it was a very professional performance. Yeah, um, obviously you talked about replays and stuff. The the team we're playing on Saturday went out to Dover as well. Mm. So you know these, they they're not formalities. They are you know proper games and and games which the the sort of higher league side can easily switch off from and the lower league side are, are bang up for it, which we've seen in you know games against uh, Swansea and Newcastle and, and West Ham. Um, where even if it's a, a strong lineup they're putting out, they they switch off and and perhaps feel it will be uh, a a bit of a given that they'll win. Um, then of course we had the complete dead rubber um, in a pointless competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that was a thrilling game. Uh, I'm sure three penalties. Uh, amazing that we went to was it October before we had our our first penalty of 2019 September or October. And then we got three in a game, um, a bit of an argument between Hall and, and Ford as to who would take the first one. But um, I think to sum up that game, Rob Hall is is the big highlight, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. It, he's he's had such a such un you know real bad luck with injury, and and you know there's always that sort of in the back of your mind, is he going to be get able to get back to where he was the you know the levels that he was and and at the start of the season there were times when you thought I, I can't see it I, I hate to say it you know and, and we were watching and think, oh come on Re-, you know you really hoped it was going to work for him and, and fair play to the to the club and the way he you know they, they stuck with him when it would have been perhaps easier to go he's not quite ready and 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 he's come back and like you say sort of goals Goals in the FA Cup, goals down at Crawley, and he's he's looking back to the old 
Hawley that we know, which is wonderful. Yeah, I think he. When you look at players like Jamie Brooks, is is a fairly mm. obvious one, and you know. Beecham, obviously, we had such a he had such a glorious career, but you know, it, injury affected it so much. And then you look at players like Alfie Potter, that he did come back and he did still play yeah. for us, but you could tell he wasn't comfortable being tackled and so mm. on. Um, and with with Hawley, he's he's come on and he's still been okay to take a tackle. He's still been okay to have a shot when he sees the goal, but he just wasn't quite on the pace of it and and didn't take it round players like he did before. But with this injection of confidence, that's what five goals in three games, isn't it? So yeah, it, absolutely brilliant. It's exactly what he needs. And and anyone out there thinking, yeah, but will he stay fit? The whole point in this operation was to eradicate the uh, the recurrence of this injury, wasn't it? I I think mm. that's basically it. It kept on happening. So this was like the make or break operation. And you wonder, going to a different sport, and and Andy Murray, you know, he had that hip operation that, an in, an you know, an injury and an operation that years ago would have ended careers, and it, it's kind of fixed him. You know, it, like you say, it, it, you have an operation there to to remove the recurring issue, and uh, obviously medical advances, and sports science and all that sort of stuff have, have come on leaps and bounds, and. Um, and we as a club seem to embrace all of that and it's it's great that he he's he has managed to to hopefully any injuries will be not connected to what what was the problem in the past it will be the odd impact injury perhaps but yeah you just really hope he, he he is back to where he was yeah yeah well you know time will tell with that mm. but at the moment it looks it looks pretty good um with both of those games that I've I've mentioned, the Hayes one and the Crawley one, um, at half time the teams uh, the the opponents changed to three five two, and then the beginning of the second half, they've looked a lot stronger than they did throughout the first half. Um, is that something that perhaps we are slightly you know needs looking at, or do we sort of trust that Robinson? Uh, will will address that <laughs> in you know he seems a fairly good tactician. Yeah, I think he is a good tactician. You know, I think he does spot things quite quickly and change things quickly to suit it. You know, it's it's not you know we don't normally go more than ten minutes without you know if they've changed something not you know ten minutes later we'll address it and react to it. You know, it's he's got that in him you know, which is a real positive. Well, I guess you can you can say that from those two games. Like, yes, they did change. Yes, they did start slightly stronger in the second half. But then, you know, we changed our game and, and came strong through it. And the whole thing with three five two is it, it swamps us in midfield. But we haven't had Brannigan, who's controlled so much this season. Mm. And he's just about to come back uh, by the looks of it. Uh, beginning of December, isn't it? It looks like he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, time will tell on that one, I guess. Um, uh, in, in my notes here, I've got club communication. Um, if you missed this on Twitter, I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> um, but, I mean, some <laughs> people do South miss America. stuff on Twitter, yeah. Um, someone, someone was not very happy because they only found out an hour before the game that the, the match was postponed against Ipswich. Well, the match was postponed on the 7th of November... Um, it was tweeted out. It was on Sky Sports. 
it was yeah both clubs tweeted it out it was featured in some emails to to members and so on but there was it, it seemed of the you know seven or eight thousand well in fact it was against Ipswich so realistically eight and a half nine thousand people one person didn't get the message and that's the club's fault well also it was like everyone knew it was going to be called off even before it was officially called off yeah it, you know it, yeah. Ips, Ipswich have cancelled every single game that's, that's coincided with an international break yeah the the main thing that annoys me about this sort of thing is when people start off with um well i i only support part time right okay so why should the club give a toss <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you can't commit to them like that it just really annoys me about that that sort of thing like oh i've i've only been to harvester once and the food was off well i don't think harvester care if you if, you know <laughs> It it's just an absolute mute point. If you're a season ticket holder and you go, I usually have a lot of faith in you, but you've let me down in this respect. Then I think you know you've you've got some grounds for it. But you know those people who are essentially going, I give you no money, but I want everything from you. Well, it, there's a there's a, a it's not just that game either. You know there were there were things around the man the way the Man City tickets were were um sold and, and and the you know who got priority and when the priority was and when it ran out and when it went on open sale and it's kind of like well if if you're that upset by missing out on the ticket when they went to open sale so everybody who wanted a ticket had the opportunity to get one you yeah know, it wasn't like they you know they didn't suddenly go right oh only season ticket holders are going to be able to buy or or only members it, it went to open sale if, if you you know I understand some people forget stuff. I've I've managed to stupidly buy two tickets for Southend because I've forgotten I bought one on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one again on Monday. It's great. <laughs> or middle of like yeah, but that's old age. So but I, I'm not going to blame the club for that. The club haven't gone. You you know you bought two. Do you, no, you know, is, you know, is that a society things? thing where where people are now going? I missed out on a ticket. It's someone else's fault. Yeah, and that's automatically <laughs> like that. That does seem to be a thing in society now. I know my rights. Yeah. I should have had first call on that ticket because I've <laughs> I've bought four tickets in the last twelve years. Yeah, well, you know, who cares? Mm. Um, I, I didn't get a Man City ticket because I didn't want one. Um, just because I'm busy that day. So something a bit different. <laughs> someone's <laughs> someone's got my season ticket seat. I've done a good thing for someone. <laughs> Anyway. Well, I missed I missed Man City last year because it was I was away on holiday and and the club organised the game while I was on holiday, which I thought was a bit awkward. You know, oh, yeah, they didn't think of me, did they? No, no, no <laughs> kick off about that. I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and if they did bow down to your thing, they wouldn't have communicated it well. No. Um, <laughs> Right, so positives from the club. The training ground has actually gone through. It, yeah. It's been fairly obvious for the last sort of seven or eight <laughs> weeks that it would, and it's now happened. Um, I mean, we've said it a few times. It's got to be a good thing, right? Absolutely. It, it's where football clubs and, and players do their work. You know, they're, they're not at the stadium every day of the week. They're there once every 10 days, two weeks, whatever it might be. when, Or if it's, you know, November, they're never there. Yeah. But yeah, you you go in every day to the training ground, and 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 that's where you know things are done. And it's I've not been there, but from people who have, it's it's quite a quite a setup. And re, like you say, very important that we've got a fixed base now that we can really build upon. And that's 
uh, shows some some real intent from the owners that they've done that. You know, they could have easily sort of just carried on with, well, let Fusion run it and we'll just rent it and use it. But no, they they've they've really invested there. I think it's a really important thing. Well, weirdly, it's when when Tiger took over and when Satori was was looking at taking over and all of that stuff and when Eels came in, people talking about well they're going to strip the assets. We haven't got any assets. We actually have. We have. Now. We can be asset stripped. <laughs> How we can... We're in a, a very vulnerable position now. How wonderful! Um, I think it's. I think it's awesome. As you say, the 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 home of the club is is the stadium in terms of the fans well the mm. stadium isn't ours but we've actually got something we've got something tangible it's not just players and and uh, honestly tiger hasn't bought the club because we had ryan ledson <laughs> it, it, it's it's because he, he sees potential and that potential is things like the training ground and uh i don't know if you read chris williams's article uh throughout the week I did, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, loved it, and for him to say, sort of, he anyone who hasn't read it, do give it a read. But just to sum up, he started working a month before we left uh, the Manor Ground, and he sort of talks through all the different training facilities they've used, and the fact that there was a very clear, um, a, a very clear time when people uh, around our level started to have their own training ground. And then all the the players we wanted to sign, the youngsters we wanted to sign, would go off to Reading or to Southampton or or to whoever else, somewhere with a base and with something tangible that looked like the club had ambition. And we didn't. We're we're playing at colleges or, you know, sharing with Oxford City, which is all well and good because it gets us through. But it's just, yeah, it's a brilliant article. Do give it a read. Um, Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think um, it's also very telling that it's not owned by a company or something like that. It's owned by Oxford United. You know, most stadiums that are bought or whatever, it's in, uh, you know, a set of people own it and directors and stuff. But this is owned by the club. And I think Mm, that says a lot about their intentions for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's brilliant. The club are... Regardless of league position, obviously we are higher in the league now, but regardless of league position, we are in a better position as a club than we were when Tiger took over. And and all all of those, uh, I say all of those doubters as if it never crossed my mind that, you know, oh, we're in the relegation go- zone. <laughs> like, oh, what's happening? Um, or there's a, um, a wind-up petition, what's happening? Anyone who did sort of tiger out or Robinson out or whatever, uh, it's got to be nearing humble pie time, hasn't it? <laughs> You'd think. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think it, it it's throughout the club, but they're not certainly. There's no resting on laurels, you know. That they're, they're everyone is aware that it's 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 the start of a process, the start of of ensuring that the the good practice happens throughout the whole of the club from top to bottom, not just. Not just on the pitch and not just the academy, but but everywhere else to be as good as they possibly can be. And they're you know they're aware of where things haven't been as good as they could be, and they're you know taking steps to to make them better. And it, it's going to take some time, but I think yeah, you can you can certainly see that they're genuine in what they're trying to do and improve the club 
you know, everywhere, not just on the pitch. No. Um, and uh, on that note, in terms of everywhere, um, Simon, you were talking about a game that happened... Was that under 17s? Yeah, I, I just sort of having a look at the club website at lunchtime and, and the um, yeah the under 17s. It's I'll read this direct off the website. It's a, uh, the under 17 game. That's what Jonathan young... Pierce does. We all know that... he's on Wikipedia. <laughs> he doesn't know that stuff. It's, it sounds good. Well, the under 17 game saw a young side playing Indonesia Select Eleven in a game that was beamed live across Indonesia and Asia. So you know that's at the training ground. So. It's it's quite an intro you know, obviously there was they wouldn't have been interested if we were just playing, you know, Northampton under seventeens, but because we we the connections we've got with the with the boardroom and the owners, you know, an Indonesian Select Eleven were here and, and played a game against us. So it's it's great. Yeah, and I think it's something that you could easily see in the in the Crawley game and the Hazen Yedding game. Well, I say in the Crawley game. I didn't watch that. No. In the Hazen Yedding game. <laughs> When we've got a load of youngsters coming in from the development sides, whatever age group they're in, obviously we had a 16-year-old on the pitch. We had the youngest captain in the last 40 years since the club turned professional and, and all of that stuff. They're obviously all playing the same way because they've gone into that starting eleven and they're playing the way we do in the league. That's got to be brilliant, surely. Mm. It means that, oh, you know, Ruffles is out, we don't have a backup left back, Burko goes in and he's playing exactly the same way as Ruffles would. And and that's got to be brilliant. Um it's got to be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's there are some other youngsters out on you know, who've been in and out of the team but have now gone out on loan and, and scoring goals. Owen James, Kieran Lofthouse. It's I think there's we're now really seeing players rather than just sort of like there's often a clamour to get a player a local lad playing just because they're local or oh, let's get some youngsters in they you know they they but actually the players that are coming in genuinely deserve to be there they they're players that you you can look at and think that they they really have got talent and and an ability to go far in the game whereas you, some of the youngsters we've had that we've kind of said why aren't they playing you know no disrespect to them but you know like to Tyrone Marsh Alex Fisher get them in the team they should be in the team and and they've kind of not really gone on to have stellar careers when they've left us but you kind of think that some of the youngsters really could go far yeah max crocombe springs to mind as well and and mm. the, the ones you've just mentioned are fairly local but it was from new zealand yeah <laughs> and that was this big like <laughs> well why isn't he starting well where's he gone since uh, yeah, yeah. It, um he was at salford for a bit mm. i don't know if he's still on their books but he's not playing um yeah yeah, I I completely agree. It's it's good because you, you look at James Roberts is a good example. Obviously, it was personal reasons that mm. set him back a bit, but we all thought he was going to be championship or premiership, banging him in for fun. Yeah, and it just hasn't happened. And yeah, Marsh is is a good example. Woodley, that you know, oh, they're going to be great. But the players that we've got now, you know, have that potential. Other mm. than O'Dowder. Haven't really seen that much. Um, aside from the men's teams, uh, Kath Faulkner, who let I I think you know the fence end can can sort of pay tribute to this. Where was she before she was on the fence end pod? And now look at her, <laughs> assistant manager of the women's team, thirty two nil. Obviously, she captained Oxford United. If anyone doesn't know that, uh, when when she was playing, 
Um, and and anyone who has been listening to us since the beginning of the pods, I'm sorry for all the stuff you've had to listen to. But she <laughs> um, she's clearly she's so clued up in terms of tactics, in terms of coaching, uh, in terms of football in general. Um, and yeah, she's assistant manager of of Oxford now, assistant coach, whatever the the um, her title is. Thirty two nil. Like just trying to comprehend that thirty two nil. I just don't know what to... Every goal, every three minutes. Yeah. And, it, it, well, it was 14-0 at half-time. And I reckon they went, let's try and secure it at the back. <laughs> I mean... Keep it tight, first 10 minutes in the second yeah. half, yeah. Um, it, and it's just like... I've just never seen anything like it. I don't uh, know no. what more to say. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's it... Obviously, it wasn't a league game, was it? It was a cup. Oxfordshire, I can the women's equivalent of the Oxfordshire Senior Cup. So mm-hmm. there's obviously you know some disparity there between the how the level that Oxford are playing at and the level that that Launton are at. But hey, you you know you can only play what's in front of you, and they they certainly did that. Yeah, and it's got to be confidence building, and yeah, and it sounds bad for the opponents, but I I would think they will be able to take something from it. Mm. Um, it I mean, it's just one of those I, games. I suppose it's like anything, you, you know, you, for them, it may, it may be that, look, hey, this is, if you want to be successful in this, this is the sort of level that you've got to get, trying to aspire to. Yeah. You know, it's like, it it, sh- it shouldn't be any different. And it probably isn't, you know, it's no different to men's football. If, if Oxford United are in the Oxford Senior Cup and they're playing, Kidlington or Tame or, or whoever it might be, it's kind of like there you go. That that's the level that you want to get to. Yeah. Well, we're in December. We're going to play a team that are like just talking financially, worlds away from us. Yeah. And if we lose thirty two nil, I'll be very <laughs> unhappy. <laughs> um, it, you know, we lost them three nil last year. Um, Burton lost nine nil. And sort of no one batted an eyelid with that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, credit to, to Kath and the whole team there and, and the players, it, it, absolutely brilliant. And and aside from that game, they're doing wonderfully well this season. So yeah. well done to all involved there. Um, another, um, another team that are doing quite well, uh, and it doesn't really bother me because they've played more than everyone else. And, you know, traditionally they start off well and fall away. So it doesn't bother me at all. Um uh, just down the A420. Carl Robinson was there um, at the weekend scouting a striker. Now, it can't be their their main goal threat because he's already played for his parent club and for the scum. Um, so it's got to be someone else that was playing. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to poach it just because it's them? <laughs> Yeah, like that's that, that, that. That's it for me. I, like get Matty Taylor, but if we can get him as well, brilliant. Yeah. I know. I know they're not in the same division as us, but there was always that thing with Swindon when they and I think Blackburn when Blackburn suddenly had all the money and they were. Uh, sorry, yeah, there's a pound going in the pot. Isn't there? Just <laughs> there. But um, they had Duncan Shearer playing for them, for, and he was scoring loads of goals. And it looked at one point like they might pit Blackburn for one of the promotion spots. So Blackburn just went and bought him and stuck him on their bench. So they ended up 
because they'd lost their main goal scorer struggling and Blackburn went up and it was just really to stop their opposition scoring. But obviously they're not in the same division as us, are they? No. They're, they're in our shadow. Yeah. Which, which we all <laughs> love. Um, you know, never has there been a tweet that says that they've beaten us. Well, <laughs> they tweeted something, but it was in a... a Historical a context. team com- competition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, I, I would like to buy someone from them just because we can. And mm. because Bino didn't go to us. Or to them, even. <laughs> them, yeah. Absolutely brilliant for them to be so uppity about that. Because um, Bino's yellow through and through. Uh, and someone else who uh, was yellow through and through was Womble. Um, and Simon, you went to his funeral the other day. I did, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you've got a few things to say about it, and there's a chance if I talk, if I read out the message you sent after the <laughs> funeral, I may cry. So I'm going to just hand over to you for this. Yeah, one. no, I mean, I I only really got to know Womble in the last sort of few years. Um, having he sit he sat in the south stand up and not far from me, so I'd walk up to my seat and spot him and chat, and then you know, as as you do with a lot of fans. You get to know people's faces and you see them at away games and you chat and you know he was always interesting to listen to and he, he if he wasn't an Oxford game he'd be at an England game or he'd be at a game in London or he'd be here there everywhere you know he he, he just loved his football and um, it was yeah it was a it was a, a lovely service his it was some you know um, his uh, nephew read the sort of eulogy I think they they kind of lost contact for a while but then. When Womble got ill, the, the the nephew who's only a few years younger than him sort of got back in touch, and and he he contacted the club actually to sort of see if they could do something for him at Rangers, and and he was he said he was unsure who to speak to, and and if they knew who he'd be talking about, and and spoke to Rosie, uh, Peter Rose Brown, and said, now I'm phoning, I don't know if you know Andy James, and Rosie, well you mean Womble, and so it was it was a you know really nice service, lots of nice memories about him. Um, and uh, Carl Robinson was there. Apparently, he he'd been up. Obviously, the players had the week off because no game. He'd gone up to Liverpool and apparently came down in the morning of the funeral. Went to the funeral, went back up to Liverpool afterwards. And I, I just think he Carl Robinson talks a lot about the club and the fans and how it's the fans' club and how important that is. And and I suppose often these things are easy to say. And but he's I think he he a lot of people had an awful lot of respect for what he did there you know no nobody would have expected him to go but for him to to show his respects to someone we you know that we all knew was was a real nice tribute and uh yeah the you mentioned the you know the bit a lot of people knew Womble as a referee in and around Oxford and and after the the um the the sort of last prayer was was uh, was read and and just before we, people left the the chapel, one of his refereeing colleagues came up and just blew the final whistle, which was at that point I mean it was a lot of people were like you know it, it it did it was a real poignant moment you just think you know just the sound of a football whistle but it's it was it was something else but uh, no it was a, a a good turnout a lot of people there to pay their respects to to somebody who, who we're going to miss and we already do you know you, you like I say you, you he he was a fixture in a in the nicest way you know it, it wasn't not taken for granted it, it was just you just always saw Womble at games yeah I think I I may have spoken to him once or twice but 
regardless as to whether or not you knew him, you knew who he was. And, yeah. And that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what football should be. And, and mm. particularly in the leagues we've been in, it's such a family feel behind the club. Yeah. That, you know, it is... It is very touching, and uh, <laughs> I read your message about the referees whistle and well done. Yeah, and then yeah. later on, when my wife got home, I, I read the message to her and welled up again. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's really, really touching moment. Mm, yeah. Um, so, so thanks for that, Simon. That's right. Well uh, done to the club for that. I think they, you know the, the 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 respect they showed to him was 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 great. Yeah, and I think if. After all of that, you're moaning because you haven't got an email or because you missed out on a ticket for something, then you need to sort out your priorities. Mm. Um, the, the club do wonderful things within the community and for people. And I put on Twitter, actually, this is aside from the funeral, obviously, I, I bought Southend tickets the other day. Straight within moments, Christine from Ticket Office emailed me and said, can I confirm your address? Because I live in Dorset. So I said, yeah, that's right. And she said, oh, I just thought I'd double check. Tickets were with me the next day. Mm. So it's so efficient. <laughs> uh, like the, the the club are fantastic. And, and uh, what they did in, in regards to Womble's funeral was, uh, and, and in fact, the, the Rangers stuff as well. Um, well done to the club. Absolutely. Um, and so on to South End. Now, if the road, if the run is going to end anywhere, <laughs> like... It's it's just it's one of those things where if you had we're gonna lose one of these games, South End or Man City. You could flip <laughs> a coin in terms of which one it'll be in. I have no idea. They're on it's a cra- terrible It's crazy, isn't it? That, yeah. that really is football. Like you say, you're looking at sort of games against arguably one of the best sides in Europe in world football, or South End who've got five points all season, and we're we're kinda going, I don't know. I don't know who we could. You just, yeah, crazy. Uh, so <laughs> anyone who, who doesn't know about their season thus far, they've won one game and that was uh, midweek uh, in the leasing.com trophy. Um, and they were playing against, was it Wimbledon? Who had put out nine uh, youth team players because they were already through and Southend were already out. And they, they won 3-1. Uh, so that's their first win of the season. Bolton, who started on minus 12, are only four points behind them now. And they've got three games in hand, Bolton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so just perspective-wise, we haven't lost in 14. <laughs> We're three to the quarterfinals <laughs> of the EFL um, the, Cup. The Bolt, yeah, and Southend have won one home win, one, sorry, one league win all season. Yeah, and I really like... I just don't know... <laughs> I'm so scared. It's unbelievable. Now, Southend is a ground I've not been to, but I will actually be there for this one. Uh, so if we win, it's obviously, it's my fault we've lost all these years. So sorry about <laughs> that. Um, oh, I just I just don't know. Do, do we back the form and the, and the team and the manager and all of that stuff that we have faith in for, you know, 43 games this season? <laughs> Or do we back the fact that I can't ever remember winning there at all? Um, right, Paul, let's go over to you. What do you think? Give us a score. I think we're going to win 2-0. Okay, who's going to score? Hall, 
and Taylor. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll be happy with that. You you know, if we do win, it's not going to be comfortable. If if we win and it's 2-0, we'll score in, score in the 91st and 94th <laughs> minute. And it will feel great at the time, but it will be horrible up until that. Uh, Simon, what do you think? I, I th- I've... I really hope, and I've got a good feeling that we'll we'll win it quite comfortably. I'm going to go four-one. I think they they have uh, they have been they have, although they've been be, being beaten heavily, they do get a goal in most games. But uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go for a four-one. Okay, and who's going to score? I think Mackie will get a couple, and, and maybe a couple of defenders from set pieces. It's from set pieces. Set pieces. I know. We're, we're going to break all the, you know, all the usual sort of hoodoos. Yeah, Simon's be... lost his mind. <laughs> That's what's happened. Um, uh, right, I'm going to go three-one. I'll, I'll split the difference. I think we're going to go one-nil down, <laughs> and then uh, and then come back. Um, and I am going to go for James Henry. I think that's. That's yeah. a fairly safe bet. Uh, yeah, I might as well go Fosse because if you're going to do that, and Taylor. Um, oh, my word. We've all gone for a win, but all of us are just thinking, <laughs> oh, well, I hope it's going to be this. I've just realised I've said Mackie. Is he, is he maybe suspended? Have we, have I? I don't know. I don't know how the suspensions work because oh, he wasn't no. in the squad, was he, against Hayes? And was that yeah no he was think... yes he was i can't remember now i don't know yeah i don't know um do you know what if we win and Adji scores a hat-trick i'll, I'll take that <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care who scores i just want to win i want to win at south end um it's just one of those games where i remember saying a few years ago the, the uh the year we beat morecambe is the year we get promoted from league two and we mm. did. Uh, it's it's got to be Southend and or Fleetwood in League One, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so and, and then maybe we'll do Liverpool and Spurs in in you know the further reaches of the cup competitions, and then that'll be it. Every, we'll have beaten everyone. Yeah, that'll be nice. <laughs> um, but given the choice, I'd take Southend above that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the biggest thing. It, wouldn't it be fantastic to even you know go to penalties against man city or you know mm. you know go further in the in the fa cup than than we have in the past uh, that would be fantastic but it's the league it's all about the league um so yeah come on oxford sort it out <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's surprising how negative you can feel even 14 games without losing <laughs> and you're like that oh i just don't know just yeah. don't know that's that's the joy of football, isn't it? That's the why we go. That's why we're there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's probably all we've got time for. So, hi Tim. Hi Ruby. Hi Tim. Hi, hi Shane. Um, hi Rob. Anyone else? Well, everyone. Uh, everyone who's listening. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Anybody, Fraser, anyone else who knows me? Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's all we've got time for. And thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.